Hello, and welcome back to the Scrollies podcast. I am Squat Cobbler, and I have my hook, I have my peg leg, and I have my co-host. It is me, Team Ratnado. I am a co-host of myself, I guess. And of myself, as I am your co-host. <laughs> this is Scrollies, everyone. Uh, how's it going? We're back. And uh, we're we're gonna be talking about something today, a little spicy, but all all above board, all above board. Uh, before we get into that, Ratnado, what have you been playing? Oh, oh my goodness! You know what? I've been traveling a lot this past week. I'm trying to find. I'm scouting out a new rat's nest. Okay, so I've been on the go, which of course means I've got my switch with me. I'm a little upset because I forgot to take three houses with me. Fire Emblem. It was the only game I wanted to play while I was sitting there in a hotel, and I didn't have it. But what I did have was just about every other game on my Switch. I started playing Smash Bros. again. Oh, wow. Back into the foray. Are you playing online? Are you playing single player? I found it was so nice to kill time with Smash Bros. that uh, I was doing a lot of single player and just playing like all my favorite characters all my favorite levels and all my favorite songs. And that really was so much fun. I want to get back into online. Uh, I kind of fell out in like, what, 2019. And I just really haven't caught back up. There was a point where we played it at my office every single day. And we we all got okay. I don't I don't think I'm good. Like I always, I always tell people, I think I'm pretty good. But to get to the next tier is like hundreds of hours of playtime. Right, right, right. Man, I, I feel the same way. I put a ton of time to Smash back during quarantine. As someone with 180 hours of playtime on their account, not including uh, probably equivalent, if not more, on Payday's Switch account. Uh, yeah, I put a lot of time into Smash as well. I, I feel like I had a, had a fallout with the online portion of it because its player base is as toxic as can be. Yeah. Uh, I, I foolishly decided to raise my GSP. And that's just that's just asking for for encountering the worst of the worst, horrible, horrible uh, rage quitters and cheaters and uh, griefers. Man, that's one way to fall out of love with a game is to just play it's online like like Smash. But uh, I've I've had a lot of fun playing sometimes multiplayer on Twitch. Yeah, um, Samsonite D does that on Sundays occasionally. Uh, I think even even you did some Smash on on stream a few times, right? Yeah, a couple times. I think that was that was like twenty. That was early twenty twenty one, and I want to play against Samsonite because I heard that Mooncat beat him, which means I have a shot. Yeah, Mooncat can beat him. Anyone can beat him. Not to say anything bad about Mooncat, but I just don't think she's much of a Smash player. Well, well, she is a Sora player, and Sora is in Smash now, so it's a Kingdom Hearts game. That's true. And maybe it's the fourteenth Kingdom Hearts games that Shaxa forgot to tell us the lore of. How is Sora in Smash? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm calling out Samson ID right now. I'm calling out Mooncat. 2v1, bring it. Let's go. Throw down in Midgar. Let's go. Let's go. Coming to you this community Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a great game. I still really enjoy it. Super fun. Uh, all the DLC is great. And of course, you know, I play as Cloud. I play as Zelda. And I got Luigi as my mains. So that was great. You got, you got Mr. Ouija. Ouija. What about you, Squat Cobbler? What you been up to? Well, scratch everything I said last week about Fallen Order taking me all summer. It's actually not that long of a game as Cinnamon Toast 
has graciously warned me about uh, in the in the last few days. I beat it last night. <laughs> I really liked it. I say it's probably the best Star Wars content I've consumed in the last ten years, for what it's worth. Yep. So not 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 really saying too much there, but I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, as you say, like uh, Galaxy of Heroes, Battlefront, Battlefront Two, and. Uh... Well, I'm talking about all Star Wars content, Ratnado. I, that's what I'm saying. Even in the past 10 years, what what has happened since the acquisition? Somehow Palpatine returned. Not, not a whole lot. A lot of, a lot of uh, retreading, retreading, but... Uh, Star Wars Pinball. Oh. Now there's a game. There you go. That's that's the originality we're looking for, folks. <laughs> yeah, Fallen Order, Fallen Order, I beat it. Don't really have much else to say, except I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It took me about two and a half hours to beat the final boss. Wait, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was struggling some. That's fair. I, I think that is fun about the game is like you, you just keep playing and you just keep dying. And I don't always love that in my Dark Souls because, you know, whatever. But when it's Star Wars flavored, when it's Victorian uh, times flavored, I can get behind it. You can deal. You can deal. Well, Ratnado... Speaking of dealing, speaking of uh, making do with what you got, what 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 do you do when you don't have your console handy? What do you do when you want to throw something up, but it's too antiquated? You don't have the equipment for it. You only have your computer. You only have your Retroid. Yeah, I guess you're kind of out of luck, right, Squat? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, as far as just your legal options go, I mean, you know, you're just you're stuck with but yeah, you can only play it physically on the original hardware. Oh, wait, wait, <gasps> wait a second. Oh, no way. Hey, look, I, I have a bunch of ROMs that I backed up from my own copies of games. Of course, Squat, that's genius. I can throw those into emulators. No way. Well, here's what I have to say about that. Some people might have a look at that and say, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's what I want to be doing. But here's what I'll say about the original hardware that's still out there, that's still kicking it. It belongs in a museum. Yeah, it's it's, it's going the way of the dinosaur. It's going to be uh, dug up by Indy in, in Indiana Jones 5, the Atari. I don't know. When does Indiana Jones 5 take place? <laughs> Is it in the 70s? I think it'd be in the 70s, right? It seems like it's something like that. Could Indy be playing Atari 2600 in his newest film? Is that the point we've reached? I think it would still be a step up from Crystal Skull. Hey, I, I, I won't disagree with you there. <laughs> if it started out with him playing Raiders on Atari instead of a prairie dog, <laughs> you know, 10 out of 10 film. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's all you need. Uh, you know, we've mentioned this before. We're talking about this. And I think we talked about it in the episode where we were talking about like digital legacies and, you know, how we're going to maintain those type of things. But when it comes to emulation, I think the people that are doing that, there is uh, it is a good work. It's something that we're doing to preserve history. And as I said, I like to collect original copies of things, original hardware and uh, but that doesn't mean that people should be denied of the experiences that old games, the old classics, all that stuff gives us. I, I think it's just a foregone conclusion at this point that the fans care more about these games living on into the indefinite future than the companies that actually made these games. Oh, man. Except Sega, who always gives us the best. Oh, audio shaking his head at me. What? He's mouthing. Oh, Sonic Origins? What, what do you mean? That's a great uh, recovery of the past that everybody loves, right? 
they'll definitely give you those old games in a in a sense uh, that's playable. Uh, plaid rage, plaid rage, plaid rage emotes. <laughs> yeah, not quite, not quite. I mean, hey, sometimes they do a good job. Sometimes they provide a complete package. I've been playing some of the Castlevania anniversary uh, collections, and I, I I have no issues with how those run. I think those those go pretty smoothly. Um, have incorporated safe states and uh, replays and all that. But I can have the same experience, if not better, just in a family emulator on my computer. That's true. It's remarkable to say, but it's uh, we've come a long way. We've come a long way with our pirate cat dot gifts going about their their programming, going about their their fine tuning. And uh, I'd say especially for the majority of 90s consoles, 80s consoles, emulators pretty much run flawlessly. Yeah, there is an entire market out there for making them accessible that many people enjoy. Things like the Retroid, things like uh, uh, there's a bunch, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, I think there's a lot of nostalgia for for that kind of a thing and making sure that it continues to live on and not just forgetting about it. And it, it is pretty cool. I think it's really cool just how much everybody likes retro. I think it's pretty cool too. As a retro player myself, sometimes. I I remember my first experience with an emulator was the Z-SNES back in like 2002 or 2003. We had uh, Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3, aka 4 and 6, and making backup copies of those and playing them on the PC was like, holy cow, this is so cool that when these cartridges die, that's not the end of it. There, there will be, they will continue on. And these cartridges will die, everyone, especially uh, especially a lot of those old SNES Game Boy. They're, they're, they all have batteries, physical batteries holding their saves. So once those go bad, it's 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 a dud. You got to either replace it or, or toss it. Um, right, Nato, surely, surely into the 2000s, the only way you could acquire an emulator was on a flash drive in a dark alley, right? Right? Au contraire, mon frere. There were already other ways of getting them. I remember the year was 2002. I had dial-up internet. (laughs) And you know what? It was quite a feeling. I don't even remember who I heard about it from, but it was like... You know, at that point, I, I think we'd packed up our Super Nintendo a little bit. We had our cartridges. We were playing them. And I just had a feeling that, uh, you know, I, I want to keep these things with me. I don't want to lose them. And so we had those backups. And, and it was so cool how the emulator also kind of gave you a little bit more control of your data. You could cut out layers. You could do all these different things. You could uh, plug in. I don't know if we had plug-in controllers, but you could have, I assume. And uh, man, just just such good memories. And even to this day, you know, I think I have a lot of those still around somewhere. Those those old cartridges. Well, there you go. He still has them in his possession, folks. You know, I was I was a good clean cut boy through through most of the 2000s. I don't think I even knew what an emulator was, much less would I would I turn my eye towards such an appealing and uh, corrupting software. But in high school, in high school, it was a different story. I had a free study hall that I spent in the library with some friends. And uh, rather than study, as as was expected of us, we loaded up the, the school network and uh, on the computers there, we found an online in-browser Super Nintendo emulator with multiplayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you play on that? 
Uh, well, naturally, that's that's how I reintroduced myself to the DK Revolution. I hadn't played those games since childhood, but they were they were there online, so I played through them. I did boss rushes. I did I did uh, full playthroughs, um, and uh, we did we did co-op multiplayer with that. Um, also played some Super Metroid then. That was pretty soon after I start, first started playing the game on Wii U, so I, it was honing my skills, getting getting speedier and speedier for my speedy runs. Did people ever watch you play that while you were there in the school? Uh, we ma- we took great care to make sure that the uh, the eyes who we didn't want to see us playing them would not, but uh, pretty much all our friends that came into the library, yeah, they knew that we played it. We also yeah, played so- Minecraft and Halo on those computers, so so that, that uh, network security was not up to snuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just imagining you sitting there and uh, like blink face until people like pull up enough and then you like drop a curtain and go, hey, what's up? It's Squat Cobbler, everybody. Today, we're going to be playing some DKC2. So This would have been before the Squat Cobbler name, uh, 20, 2014, 2015. I... Uh, yeah, I, I think I was going by by my old username back then, which shall remain a mystery yeah. at this time. Those those who want to dig can probably find it, but it was not Squat Cobbler until 2016 in Slithery-O, another in-browser game. Not not for a whole two years. That's how long it was, you guys. It, it, was, was... A, it was a long span of time, guys, from from my my emulator indoctrination to to the squat cobbler you know it's just the the corrupting path just continued continued to spiral down i don't want to drag away from this but i heard i've heard a story of uh a a minecraft and school and you a minecraft and school there are many minecraft and schools and me stories in economics it was all i played i i I don't know a thing about doing my taxes because i never paid attention in that class (laughs) it's just just playing Minecraft uh, on the land with my with my buddy, but this probably isn't the one you're referring to, Ratnado. You're probably talking about the incident in the library. The one where well, maybe we'll have to get into this one day. But Square Cobbler, you guys, he he has a, a checkered and storied past. I I was a troll, folks. I was a I was a full on troll. I, I I took enjoyment out of ruining other people's fun. <laughs> All right. Emulation, Squat, you're kind of a master of emulation. You've helped out such notable figures who have also already been mentioned in this podcast. Samsonite D, remember that? Remember the uh, Samsonite D stream? The Save Sonite uh, incident, yes. Good old Sam, my very first stream with him. Uh, he was playing DKC2 Blind. I was like, oh boy, I get to see this guy experiencing one of my childhood favorites for the first time. And uh, exclamation point skill, Sam. Exclamation point skill. <laughs> Save scummers tonight, and that's actually how you. Uh... Hey, hey, you know, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to let go of my pride. I'm trying to let people play things how they please. If you need the safe states to have a good time, I guess so be it. But, but don't go, don't go crying, Mooncat, when, when you save state yourself into a hole like, uh, like Sam did. You see. He, he unfortunately had a glitch, had a corruption, had an incident, an accident go down where he save stated on a black screen in DKC2. He was he was pretty far, uh, pretty far into the game. I think he was in um, uh, Gloomy Gulch, uh, one of the last worlds, and uh, he, he couldn't get the, the game to load. He kept he kept reloading that save state and it was just still the black screen. He's like, oh, no, when did I last save? He reset. And it was all the way back in crazy Kremlin. 
He lost a ton of progress, and oh boy, oh boy, was he was he flustered? Was he was he worried that that would be the end? But there I was. I said, wait a second, I have a complete DKC2 save on my computer, and he's playing in the same emulator I did. So I messaged him, I DM'd him like, hey, uh, you want my save file? And he 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 didn't know me from from uh, any other rando uh, anonymous chatter at that point but he's like yeah sure don't send me a virus please and i was like all right sure <laughs> very trusting so i sent him the save file and uh and shout out slave uh came in to, to save the day and and loaded into his emulator and sure enough he had every level unlocked then and he uh continued to play without risk of losing that progress and still save state <laughs> hey sam you, you do what you gotta do and uh hey it, it, it brought us all to right here so so thank you for accepting my 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 humble gift of a save file. There we go. There we go. Um, emulation in general is kind of crazy. The people who make it work, the people who do it, like I don't even know where I'd start if I had to do it all by myself. Uh, there, there are some smart cookies. Uh, we we benefit off the fruits of their labor. Some work better than others. I'll just say, I mean, you're you're gonna encounter some emulator bugs on some of the lesser known and lesser supported systems. But hey, you get them playing on your computer, you can more or less play them as intended or not as intended. So yeah, where's the downside? Ratnado, do you wanna do you wanna highlight some specific emulators? So the ones that I'm familiar with, the ones that I've used, and especially for my my actual copy of Crisis Core, which I bought for $10, I'm sure it's skyrocketing. It's it's you know I can almost retire on my copy of Crisis Core now. Man, uh, what but, an age we live in post-COVID when all of our uh, dusty old retro games are, are are worth more than they would have been brand new on store shelves. <laughs> uh, the PPSSPP emulator is incredible. Mm. Uh, I remember back in the day before uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. I replayed through it all just with my, with my, you know, just like looking, playing on my controller that slots in with the phone right there in between it. Oh, shoot. He's got it, folks. He's got it. It's the one from the Instagram post. I found it. Yeah, yeah. This one's great. I really enjoy it. And it was, it was, it's such a good experience that uh, I I got to play Crisis Core because, you know, PSPs these days are incredibly expensive and incredibly hard to find and you know that's a case where like you know i i want to get the the hardware but it's it's kind of just impossible to find it very true very true uh i i as well have had some experience with ppsspp uh not as much as you probably but i played uh that's how i first played castlevania rondo of blood technically technically it was the remake x chronicles on the psp right and uh, yeah, yeah, it worked pretty smooth. I uh, was able to upgrade the textures, get it looking crisp, and uh, played pretty flawlessly. Uh, another PlayStation emulator, Ratnado, Duck Station. That's a fairly new one. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone still wants that old one. I, I, in fact, I remember, uh, remember I was trying to get like my uh, PS Classic and some old emulator working, and they were just like so, so complex so weird how to do all these things to actually make it work and it was seriously was probably like a day or two of me just like hours of like oh my gosh how do i make this work truly a program to surpass metal gear (laughs) it 
was uh, Rhapsody that I was playing for Chunky Cat. And uh, I was like, Chunky Cat, why did you have to pick the worst game to make work? And so I tried four different ways before I'm like, okay, I've got Rhapsody here. I've got my Retroid. I've got my PlayStation Classic. I've got... Uh, I didn't quite have my net, my actual PlayStation, but I could have run over to Sports Game Guys, shout out Teo Dafa, and gotten you know his original PlayStation and then spent the time doing that. But Duck Station, oh my gosh, it's so good. It, it works like a charm. It's pretty new too. It came out it came out uh, last year, I think. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I, I remember just all the other the emulators out there, and that one was just like it's beautiful. It upscales really easily and really cool. And so you, you play these games, and it's just like kind of like a remaster if if somebody won't make a remaster it looks about as good it's it's about as much as you could hope for these days with uh with certain certain releases uh just a hd version of the rom but very nice retinado very nice uh another another one i'm a big fan of uh dolphin the gamecube wii emulator one of the best supported emulators on the planet I haven't had to use one of those yet because I think most thing I still have a GameCube or my Wii and I can play a lot of those on there. But I think it's probably a good time to start looking into that just in case, you know, something happens with, you know, God forbid something happens to my Wii or my GameCube. God knows how hard it is to find a working Wii out and about in this world. (laughs) I will highlight a Dolphin mod called prime hack it allows you to play the metroid prime trilogy with keyboard and mouse controls it's uh honestly the best way to play those games uh proc may disagree he 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 did not like the uh the arrow keys for movement because there's some places you have to go pretty gingerly and and it's pretty much going to full tilt when you're using waz but (laughs) aside from that aside from that proc will find something one way or the other the the proc rage is real i'm so glad he's in your discord now because now i can share all of his clips there (laughs) <laughs> instead of just DMing them to you because I have nowhere to put them. <laughs> Shout out Prokai and Lotor. Yeah. Um, you know, emulators, usually the heyday of an emulator comes well after a console is retired because that's the point where people are like, oh, you know, I don't I don't have the system anymore. I traded it in for whatever for whatever was uh, next, but I want to I want to play these games on PC. Yeah. Uh, Ratnado, what's the fastest you've ever seen an emulator developed into a playable state oh man that's actually probably the nintendo 64 yeah 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 i I would guess just because i think by the time that i saw like z snes or these other super nintendo snes 9x or something whatever it is Mm -hmm. you know the super nintendo had already been out for a while by that point that those started to come out and that was like the whole confluence between the the internet age and the old way you know of like pre pre pre-internet and so N64 is probably right up there because as soon as they started to develop, as soon as like I was probably getting into computers around 2002, 2003, um, and I, I know that they struggled a lot with those. Yeah, yeah. N64, it's built it's built weird. It, uh, it uses a very different um, chip than most of the 3D consoles do now, and especially at that time. Um, in fact, the company that made them, Silicon Graphics, they don't even exist anymore. If you haven't heard of those folks, it's the same computers that made Jurassic Park and Donkey Kong Country. So bless, bless Silicon Graphics. Silicon Graphics, rest in peace. Uh, you trailblazed the DK Revolution. So uh, props to you there, um, Ratnado. The fastest emulator I've ever seen develop start to finish, and it's all because of one game, Semu, the Wii U emulator. <gasps> oh, it worked. Sort of, kind of, during the console's life, but it wasn't until a certain game called Breath of the Wild came out 
and the Switch emulator wasn't even in existence yet. So the only way to play it on computer was with Semu, that that emulator just got a ton of funding, ton of development. It basically runs perfect now. Yeah, it used to, it used to have to cache a bunch of uh, shaders and it would take forever when you walked through an area. So you'd walk through, it would be loading, loading constantly, and then you'd walk through again, it would run fine. But uh, now it pretty much runs natively with your GPU. So uh, yeah, thanks, thanks Breath of the Wild for coming out on the Wii U because it meant that uh, Semu got brought up to brought up to snuff. I I think that um, and that's probably what people are playing online. I remember seeing a lot of modded uh, playthroughs or like you know here's a here's a cool mod or here's this for Breath of the Wild. That's probably what people are playing on, yeah. There are a ton of Breath of the Wild mods now. Uh, Second Wind is a big one that um. I follow uh and yes i think i think there is a way to put them on console but it's a lot trickier uh than just loading it up in semu so yeah semu semu is pretty much in a quote-unquote perfect state now uh for the most part and the, the switch emulators i mean they're they're developing pretty fast so i might have to eat my words and say that it's the switch ones now like uh yuzu and uh and the like i haven't used them personally but i i watched link's awakening and uh bow wow was invisible so it's not exactly perfect yet um i think i've used i mean i've used a lot i've got uh i remember for specifically for streaming there's no way anymore to run 3ds from your actual 3ds to your whatever capture card unless you send it into this specific company who installs something it's like a it's an actually a hard mod you have to do. Yeah, yeah. I think that that original company might have gone under. I don't know if that exists anymore. But the kits out there, yeah, they're really expensive. They're they're about as much as when I last checked. They're about as much as it costs to actually get a 3ds at the time, which is even more now. Yeah. But yeah, the Citra emulator 3ds uh, pretty much runs smoothly. I I was just testing it out the other day because I remember for the longest time Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D was listed as unplayable in it. And I was like, well, that's too bad because Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D had exclusive levels that weren't in the Wii version. Right. But then then I loaded it up and it said, perfect. Ooh. I said, what? The compatibility went from unplayable to perfect. <laughs> perfect. How about that? So I loaded it up and yeah, sure enough. I mean, it's not the best version of that game that exists, but you know, it runs at full 30 FPS, no slowdown, no, no late response. So yeah, uh, Citra, Citra's chugging along still working pretty good yeah yeah and as far as older emulators go i mean you know i've, I've used uh snes 9x for for pretty much the entire time i've been using emulators ever since those in browser days that's that's what i've had installed but uh project 64 yeah those are my emulators of choice so uh if you guys ever need some recommendations there that's that's what i would suggest Ratnado, how about yourself? My favorites, and I know, I think you've said it, a lot of people, ZSNES is just a classic. I've just had, I've used that for decades at this point, uh, since 2001, 2002, whatever, since I was in middle school, which was a long time ago. And uh, that that's just what I'm used to. You know, we've got uh, a lot of those different games, but, you know, bless their hearts, a lot of those are coming out on Switch now. I mean, I've got Zombies Ate My Neighbors on Switch now. Only a whole year after ordering it. Thanks, Limited Run Games. Oh, man. I want to order more stuff from them, but that was just like, that was bad. Uh, not not a good first impression. Yeah. Well, hey, you have it. You can play it with Charles Prime for your for your 12-hour... Oh, Charles Prime. 25-follower stream, right? That was... Yeah, that was, that was low. A long time ago. We used to celebrate him every day. Yeah, basically. New new follower. Woo! And now, now man. And now a 36-hour stream. 
that was like what it was back in the day it's like hey 55 followers all right 24 hour stream 56 all right 36 hour stream and i was really i was really just given given away content very very quickly and cheaply but that, that 24 hour stream you did i'm i'm surprised you lived that was that was a struggle that was a struggle on uh, on everyone's end but yours yours a little more oh my god and i know where i'm getting off topic but really quick shout out to audio that was like the first time audio and i really bonded because he was there a lot like a lot i remember it's like yeah there's this audio guy i see around but that was like that was friendship for me do you remember that buddy yeah he remembers it he's he's smiling <laughs> and also the gray mitzi i remember he joined me at like 10 a.m and he's like i was like yeah mitz like uh he, i think he said he was tired or something i'm like yeah man get some rest or go do stuff if you got to and he's like no i am here i'm with you till the end and i would try like a couple hours you know every couple hours like man if you need to go get a break if you need to blah blah he's like no i am with you till the end and he did he stayed for like 16 hours you learn a lot about a person after spending a full day with no sleep with them. <laughs> oh, great, Mitzi. Well, that that's all we got to say, folks, uh, I think, about emulators. You know, they're real handy. They're real. Uh, what? What? Huh? Who's that? Oh, 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 no. Retinado, it's the fence. Quick, quick. Pack, pack away all your original copies of games. Put it, throw them in the suitcase. <laughs> Hurry to the underground bunker. Okay, folks. Okay, hey, we're back. We're back at the Scrolly's uh, secret bunker. Uh, we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be finishing up this episode here. <sighs> Just <sighs> catching my breath. <sighs> okay, uh, we're in the Squirrely's dungeon right now. It's uh, yeah, it's the only safe place. Before we go, I just want to shout out Wacky Zacky Zack J underscore 89 for leaving us a five-star review he said good times fun conversational podcast listen to if you like discussing all aspects of video games even covering topics like art music and controllers zach j underscore 89 you are too kind thank you for your continued listening and for always letting us know what you think in the discord it warms my heart thank you zach for that very kind words. Uh, thank, thank you, Zach J as well. Uh, we appreciate that. We're actually adding your face to the wall of Scrawly's fame. You're up there. We, we have a bunch of newspaper clippings on on, on the wall. Uh, most of them we can't read read here because it would uh, make this an explicit podcast automatically. I think I think they're relating to Squirrelies though, not Squirrelies. So maybe we should put that on the other wall for Brad Nato. Yeah. That's all we got time for today, everyone. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, stay stay safe out there. Stay hidden. And uh, yeah, yeah, don't 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 sport your crimes out on the on the airwaves like we did, because then you'll have to sleep on concrete. Dude, the MREs have spoiled. Well, th there's always the banana horde. I know, I know you don't want me going in there, but we can always don't check. Don't delve into the banana horde. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Listen, they don't go bad if you don't look at them. <laughs> They're all still ripe. <laughs> all right, everybody. I think uh, we'll catch you next time. And well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if we have good internet access out here. If it got out, we're still safe from, from the feds. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Or, or or if you don't hear from us, then then you know what happened. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, share a pirate cat dog gif. <laughs>
See ya. Bye. I got a new one. Here it is. Team, 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 rat NATO podcast host. Thoughts? That's a catchy jingle. Did you make that up yourself? All by myself. I've been I've been writing for the entire week. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Oh, it says you downloaded that on. Oh, what? What the heck? Oh, I don't <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> I would never. I here's the thing about all the content I make. It's always very original. And, uh, you know, I, I would I would never condone taking things like that you know there's there's a there's a fine line there's a moral line squat cobbler that's right you only you only take things from your own ideas and incorporate them yourself with your own equipment exactly exactly squat but yeah i am i am team rat nato uh, you know it's I actually don't know where to go with that <laughs>